Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joining me right now to talk about the Niners, he is the host of the Locked On 49ers podcast, as well as a co-host of the Peacock and Williamson NFL podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Brian Peacock. Brian, man, thanks for joining the show. How are you, man? I'm doing fantastic. Getting excited for this NFL draft. A lot of intrigue at the top for uh, the team I cover, especially number three. Yeah, Brian, you have an interesting situation on your hand. Explain to me what's going on. Obviously, we know you guys moved up from 12 to 3 to go for a quarterback, that Jimmy Garoppolo isn't the long-term answer. And normally, everybody's like, okay, they're going for a guy that has a higher ceiling, right? A guy that can elevate your team for 10-plus years, regardless of what the roster looks like. That could be Justin Fields. It could be Trey Lance. And then suddenly, from the top ropes, we hear Mac Jones might not only be in consideration, but could be the favorite. Is that actually something that's going to happen, Brian, is Mac Jones the pick at three? Well, uh, it's it's really interesting that the Mac Jones thing just came out of nowhere as if it was the conventional wisdom that that was what the 49ers were going to do. Because if we're looking at the facts, it doesn't really point that direction at all. Mm-hmm. It does point to the direction of Mac Jones in that he's one of the top five quarterbacks in this draft. And immediately following the trade, there was a press conference in Santa Clara and uh, uh, head coach Kyle Shanahan and GM John Lynch were talking about the pick. And they said they were comfortable with three quarterbacks and that there was a, a chance for the other two to also be part of the conversation. They needed to complete those evaluations. So um, he also said, uh, Kyle Shanahan did, that he wants a top-five quarterback in the NFL and that it makes mm-hmm. everything else so much easier when you have one of those top guys. And he's played against Russell Wilson for four years now in the division, a couple right. times per season. He's played against Kyler Murray. He gushed about uh, Josh Allen when he played the Buffalo Bills this year. And the one thing that 49ers defenses have had trouble against, even though they've been one of the better defenses in the league the last couple of years, is really mobile quarterbacks and that extended plays on third downs and made it difficult for their pass rush to get home. And so when you put those things together, and when at that very same press conference somebody asked Kyle Shanahan if his, cor- if his prototype quarterback was Kirk Cousins, and his answer was interesting because he said it's pretty ridiculous that his – prototype would be someone like Kirk Cousins. And then he went on to say a lot of nice things about Kirk Cousins. He said it's ridiculous that that would be his prototype. Right. And he said his prototype was the guy that his dad was coaching when uh, you know he was in high school in Denver in John Elway. And he also mentioned the name Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, beat him in the Super Bowl. So I think when you, when you look at the facts and you put the pieces together, the 49ers went up to number three and it's also an insult. It kind of insults our intelligence a little bit that they would go up to right. number three for Mac Jones. Uh, so I don't know where that speculation come, comes from. And when guys like Adam Schefter are so convinced that that's the pick, I don't know how that happens. But um, the, the, the facts are that the 49ers 
Maybe Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch know, but they haven't even told people in their own organization who that pick is. And that's according to, uh, first of all, it's what we know because right. of four years of zero leaks coming out of that 49ers front office. But Ian Rappaport said it yesterday on the Rich Eisen show, too. So there's a lot of speculation about Mac Jones. But if you really look at the facts and you look at what they're saying and, and you look at the actions and you just use your own noggin a little bit, uh, I think everything really points to either Justin Fields or Trey Lance, and both of them are having second pro days that the 49ers are going to go see next week. And the other part of it is that when they made this trade, Kyle Shanahan had only met one of those prospects in person and seen that human being throw live. Would they go all the way up to number three and make that trade, having never met, never seen these guys in person, never seen them throw? And that one person was Justin Fields. So I think that that is... QB three for them, and it you know unless something crazy happens at number two and Zach Wilson's there. So Lawrence Wilson Fields is the way I think this thing's going to go down with the sleuthing that I know and the experience I have covering this team for the last four years. Yeah, right, Brian. Brian Peacock of Locked On Forty Niners joining us right now on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. That that's my thing is like yeah I hear Adam Schefter saying it's Mac Jones I hear Daniel Jeremiah also talking about how he really strongly believes it's Mac Jones Chris Sims who's friends with Kyle Shanahan the same thing but then I'm struggling to understand the logic because I think like you talked about you know you look at who's beaten Shanahan right you look at and also I mean he's you've he's um, he's coached mobile quarterbacks RG three in Washington as well so it's not like he's been married to this you know pocket passer I just don't get why you look at Jimmy Garoppolo I thought the whole reason to trade up right why you give up all those assets is to get more than that because that was a quarterback that you could win with right he gets you to the Super Bowl but he's not somebody that you consistently win because of like Patrick Mahomes who as you said beat them in the Super Bowl so everything the blueprint just seems like in like all these teams do normally they give up this amount of um, draft ammunition for a guy that can elevate you for a decade plus, regardless of, you know, the Niners offense is great right now and Mac Jones could thrive in it potentially, but it might not always be that way. So I just don't think you trade that much for like a joystick like Sean McVay had with Jared Goff. You saw McVay do the same thing, move on from that kind of quarterback. The Niners, I thought were going to do the same thing. Now they're going to just kind of make a lateral move with Jones. It's just like you said, man, the logic just doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, and even if you project out what Mac Jones could be at his relative ceiling, and it's unfortunate for Mac Jones because now he's getting just dragged right. on 49ers Twitter because everyone hates him and doesn't want that to be the <laughs> He's a fine prospect. I would have thought he would have been a great pick for the 49ers at 43 with sure. him, you know, in the second round. And I can see why Kyle Shanahan would like Mac Jones, and I can see why he's somebody that they would be considering. But even if you project it out and, and Mac Jones at his relative realistic ceiling in the NFL – is he going to be a top-five quarterback in the league? That's really hard to project. Right. Uh, and the 49ers would still have QB4 in the NFC West, and you wouldn't really be even upgrading much, and maybe not at all from Jimmy Garoppolo. And by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo has the best winning percentage of any quarterback Kyle Shanahan has coached exactly. in the NFL, including Matt Ryan. So, um, yeah, none of that stuff makes sense at all. So uh, I'll believe the Mac Jones hype when I actually see the pick, and, and it's three, and it turns out to be the case. But uh, I just it's just something I just flat-out can't buy. And then – when it comes to Trey and the reason I think it's Fields over Lance, too, is, I mean, Lance just played one season at the 1AA level. Yeah. I mean, the amount of, I mean, it's already, you know, the hubris for these guys already to have traded up to pick number three a month before the draft to go get the third uh, best quarterback in this class is already, you know, whew, this could be a move that uh, sets you up for a decade. 
it can also be the move that gets you fired. And, sure. and maybe they're not even the ones making the, the pick in 2024 when they have another first-round draft pick. So uh, a lot of guts there, but it would take an extreme amount of guts to go up to get someone like uh, Trey Lance, who's played one season at 1AA and uh, you know 371 dropbacks or something like that mm-hmm. in his career. It's, oh, man, and again, someone that they never met when they made that trade-up. They never yeah. seen him throw live. They finally will, and they'll be able to finish it, and maybe they'll decide he is the guy, but um, to me, everything points to Justin Fields. Yeah, it's gonna really, it's gonna be telling who passes on Trey Lance and who goes for it. Who's okay with that really low? I don't want to say low floor when it, but it just like there's like you said, so much unknown with him. He's ba- the kid has barely played, but then the the potential seems unlimited, and so. That's the intrigue. Is like it's kind of like with the Bills, Josh Allen. They could have picked the safe mm-hmm. Mac Jones like guy with Josh Rosen, but they went with Josh Allen and it panned out. But other teams like the Broncos tried that too with a, a Paxton Lynch and it didn't work. So I don't know. I, I do think though, Brian, if they took Trey Lance, the Niners would be best set up to where even if he doesn't reach that potential right away, they're so talented on offense and with Shanahan there and he makes quarterbacks look great. I think while Lance develops, he could still play right away and you could still win football games. Absolutely, and you could definitely talk me into Trey Lance, and I thought he was the best option for the 49ers when they were at 12, right? because I thought he was the one that maybe, because of those reasons, could slip to them and be a perfect player you know, to play behind um, Jimmy Garoppolo for a year and have that you know, stability at quarterback while he developed the young guy, and there is some similarities, I think, to Josh Allen, just because you know the height, weight, speed, and, mm-hmm. and what he can do, and it might take a while, but... Um, the other thing I don't like, which is sort of the conventional wisdom with um, Trey Lance, is that he has to sit for a year. Right. But to me, the his biggest weakness is that he needs to play. That's what I was going to ask so you, man. He's only he played to, one year. <laughs> yeah, he needs to play for a year. He doesn't need to sit for a year. Like, if he sat for an entire his entire rookie year, you're talking about a player who's had one game two at years, the start yeah. of the 2022 season. Right. Like, in, in two and a half years on the calendar. So. That's a long time to not play, and you know there can be some development done, but the thing he needs most is to play. And I get why you say, well, he's not ready, so he can't play. So sort of a double-edged sword there. Uh, but he, the guy, the thing he needs most is experience, too. Locked on 49ers host Brian Peacock joining us on WGR for a few more minutes. Talking about what the Niners could do at pick three. Is it Mac Jones at quarterback? Is it Trey Lance? Is it Justin Fields? Brian, we've talked about Mac Jones. We've talked about Trey Lance. We haven't really hit on Justin Fields yet. This has been the consensus QB2 for years. Even coming out of high school, it felt like it was Lawrence and it was Fields. And then you see those two playing at the top of their game in the college football playoff last year. Justin Fields beats Trevor Lawrence, throws for six touchdowns, and yet he's seen as, to a lot of people, QB4. And maybe even QB5, like if Mac Jones goes third, I could see Trey Lance going at four to Atlanta or a team that moves up. I don't know. Do you think there is maybe an over-evaluation here of Fields? Like he's been good for so long, kind of like Lawrence, that everybody's said the same things about him. So now we're just looking for new talking points just with how long the draft process is and we're kind of creating these narratives that maybe just aren't accurate. That's what I think because I look in some of, at some of these takes about Fields and I'm like, I I just don't get it. I think he's got everything. I think it's there. And I'm not sure why, even with Zach Wilson, why Zach Wilson is just the unanimous QB2. I like Wilson, and he is my QB2, but the fact that there's no debate is kind of perplexing. I am with you 100% on that with Louie, and I just think this one is the draft game, and it's curiously quiet. Mm. Nobody is talking about Justin Fields, right. which tells me that everyone really likes Justin Fields, okay. and that teams at four and eight are probably sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I hope 
Justin Fields is the guy that falls because of all the reasons you talked about. And there was a couple of games that maybe um, he didn't play his best this last year, Northwestern and Indiana. But when I went back and watched those games, they weren't nearly as bad as, as what you thought they were. And, you know, some drops hurt him. And then when you compare that to what we saw with him outdoing the guy who's going to be number one overall, the toughness and the broken ribs and going out and beating Clemson in the playoff. Um, I mean, his ceiling is through the roof. His toughness, his competitiveness, he was fighting to get his team to even have a football season this year. So there's been some leaks and some questions that are clearly, I think, teams trying to send some misinformation out there because when you look at off-field, you look at what kind of player he is and the high upside, I really think that uh, Justin Fields is the guy that nobody is leaking information out that they like him because everyone actually does like him because, as we know, this is uh, absolutely lying season around the NFL. 100%, Brian. You look at after three, I think anything could happen for the final two quarterbacks available. And I think someone is going at four. I don't know if it's because Atlanta takes one. Maybe they're not in that spot. Somebody trades up. I, I just After that, though, I have no idea. I guess it depends on who's available still between, like, Mac Jones. Because I think if Fields or Lance is left, somebody's going to get him from, like, 5 to 7 to 8. But if Mac Jones is the last guy left, he might not be the pick until, what, you know, 15 maybe to New England? So it's interesting to see what happens after 3 when it comes to the other two quarterbacks that are left. It's, It's so interesting where all three of those quarterbacks will fall because you can make arguments anywhere. But I think a team like the Carolina Panthers maybe is telling us that they had only a couple of guys that they like at the right. top, or maybe they're really convinced that the guy they like the 49ers moved up to get because they made the trade for Sam Darnold, and that would seem like something they would do after the draft just to make sure that the quarterback they like doesn't fall to them at number eight or they you know, were in within arm's reach of going up and getting them at, at five or six. So um, that one's telling to me. And the other thing that's telling is that all of the analysts, every analyst I trust, if you don't trust Brian Peacock, if you don't trust <laughs> Louis DiBiase, if you don't trust you know uh, us on the air, yeah. go to your favorite mock drafter, go to your favorite draft analyst, and see how they had these quarterbacks stacked up with their own evaluations. And in mock drafts three weeks ago, before the 49ers traded up, the 49ers were on the clock at 12, and they still weren't taking Mac Jones in any of those mock yeah. drafts. He was sliding to the back end of the first round. Then all of a sudden he trades up to three, and then they try to act like, oh, that makes perfect sense. They moved up to three for a guy I didn't even think they should take at 12. So uh, <laughs> Justin Fields is always the guy at the top. When you do your evaluations, high-end talent, that's really how I expect this thing to go. Then I think it'll be close, and, and depending on if teams want a guy who's ready now or maybe might take a little bit of time but higher upside with Trey Lance and Mac Jones. That's fully how I expect it to happen. How far Lance and Jones fall in that scenario will be super interesting. And uh, I think that pick 12 where the 49ers were originally on the clock, I think one of those five quarterbacks is still going to be there. So you think Justin Fields is the pick at three if you had to put your money on it right now? Uh, absolutely, and I have put my money on it. Uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love it, love it. Justin Fields at three, according to Brian Peacock of Lockdown 49ers. Brian, last thing for you. I'm kind of getting hyped for fantasy football. I know it's pretty early, but I was actually thinking about this the other day only because I was thinking about the receiver groups right now and uh, looking at some duos across the NFL and thinking, okay, how do I go about – you know, do I want this guy on this team? Do I want C.D. Lamb or Michael Gallup? And I thought for the 49ers, too, with how good of a rookie season Brandon Ayuk had, but also Debo Samuel coming back in year three, I think Debo is the favorite to be wide receiver one. I think people view him as the top receiver and Ayuk's number two. But when it comes to owning a guy, I know it's really early, and it depends on who the quarterback could be. But right now, if I had an early fantasy draft, Debo or Ayuk? 
I would probably say Ayuk because yeah. of Debo's injury history and the way they were used last year. Kyle Shanahan elected to use Debo as the more gadget yeah, player, like it. Yeah. getting the short catch and run stuff. And Ayuk, I think, maybe has a little bit more upside. And obviously, they liked him enough to move up in the draft and, and take him in the first round. And Kyle Shanahan thought he was one of the top two receivers in the draft, along with C.D. Lamb, even ahead of both Alabama right. uh, wide receivers. Which, by the way, is another wrinkle of this Mac Jones thing. Yeah. The 49ers absolutely do not trust Nick Saban and Alabama. They haven't drafted an Alabama player since Reuben Foster. And at Mac Jones Pro Day, they didn't even talk to Nick Saban or ask him any questions about Mac Jones. Hmm. So that's another interesting wrinkle to this whole thing. They, they just do not trust the information that comes out of Alabama. They do trust information that comes out of colleges like Arizona State and South Carolina, where they drafted numerous players. But anyway, um, yeah, I would go Ayuk as the number one going forward because I think he's got more potential down the field. And I wouldn't be shocked if they, you know, depending on which quarterback they draft to three, I think they could incorporate a lot more down the field throws and maybe even add another, you know, more linear pass catcher in the draft. Well, Brian, you've got a crazy couple weeks ahead of you. Who knows what the Niners are going to do at three? We know it's a quarterback, but like you said, it could be Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. You can follow Brian's stuff on Twitter at BDPeacock. He is the host of Locked On 49ers. You can get that podcast five days a week on any podcast platform, as well as the Peacock and Williams NFL podcast on any show, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Brian, thanks, man, for taking the time and enjoy these next three weeks. I know it's been chaotic for you.